6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Where were you last night when you received that uh, emergency alert on your phone? Let me just sit up and take notice, I bet. I think it came across at about 7.38, just as that news conference was wrapping up. Uh, I was uh, at a restaurant having a snack with my husband, and it was a very busy restaurant, uh, to be honest with you, and this noise just started ringing out uh, uh, through the restaurant. People looking around, wondering what the heck was going on. I looked down and realized, ah, that's what it is people pretty much picking it up taking a look and putting it back down again yes and uh, that alert came after the alberta government introduced those wide range of public health measures last night in an attempt to you know stop the COVID cases in this province from overwhelming the the health care system and Kenny said his government had reluctantly backtracked on its commitment to stay open for good and not bring in vaccine passports because the pandemic's fourth wave is pushing the capacity of Alberta's healthcare system to the limit. Now, Vitor Marciano has worked in government relations for years, serving as a senior advisor to official opposition leaders Danielle Smith and Brian Jean. He joined us on the show yesterday ahead of the news conference, sharing his thoughts from a political and government relations perspective. I wanted to dial him back up and get his perspective now that we know the details from the news conference. Vitor, welcome back. Um, it's, I, I guess I'm happy to be here. <laughs> okay, so your thoughts on what you saw, what you heard last night. Um, separate from the actual policy decision the 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 political communicator in me is so incredibly frustrated by how bad it was done um if 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 you're going to have to do something different then there's value in presenting it differently uh if you're going to have to apologize because you got a decision wrong and and, and in all fairness to the premier the the science looked like it was going his way in the late spring and in around July when he made his decision, um, you have to say it differently. <laughs> and w- w- what I saw yesterday kind of told me that almost regardless of whatever policy decision the premier was going to announce, it wasn't going to go well with Albertans because it wasn't actually an effort to connect with Albertans, to explain the bigger picture, to to change the nature of the presentation. and. Uh, I really dislike these press conferences with the Premier, the Health Minister, Dr. Hinshaw, and Dr. Yu. Like, this, it's a very bad way to organize things. It confuses the big picture with the details. It confuses the human appeal to understanding with the academic, technical descriptors. And, and they did all of that yesterday. They did it worse than usual. The Premier was not at his best. And I think in many ways, you know, the policy announced is going to be less effective because of how how they announced it and how they framed it and how they communicated it. I've got questions about the apology and on the, on the policy. Let's start with the, the with the apology and then kind of dialed it back a little bit later, saying, you know, he's not going to apologize for, you know, opening. And and so people were wondering, okay, well, what the hell was that, Vitor? I mean, this is your world. I mean, this is this is your bread and butter where you you've, you've made a living. You've done this for years. What would you have done or what should have been done to properly 
effectively get that apology across? Um, one, it should have been an actual real apology. And like I said on yesterday's show, the Premier's best moment in the last two years was when he actually apologized for getting the closing down of small businesses wrong during the very first set of lockdowns uh, in the spring of 2020. That was his best moment. He came across as a real human being mm. who, who, who got a decision wrong, understood he got it wrong, explained why he got it wrong, and made a commitment not to get it wrong again. There was a space there yesterday for doing the exact same type of communicating and 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 it didn't happen his his actual apology in the moment didn't come across as sincere and then afterwards when he let his temper get the best of him during the questions and he said he wasn't going to apologize for some other things and that, that's something you never do in political communicating if if you've decided you're going to apologize for one thing you don't get baited into talking about the things you're not going to apologize mm -hmm. for you just remind people that you're apologizing for the big picture and the truth of the matter is that you know when he made those decisions, the science was more or less on his side. Uh, probably could have been communicated better. Probably could have been done with some anticipation that COVID's been really good at proving everybody who makes predictions wrong. He could have left himself some, some space for saying that these things won't be categorical. He didn't. And, and then yesterday, you know, the net effect of it was that the, the apology got completely negated by the non-apology and people weren't left with this feeling of having a human connection with the Premier. Vitor Marciano joining me this afternoon, the policy part of it. So I, I was here on the air. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm going, oh, my gosh, okay, the, the, what is going on here? I'm hearing all of these restrictions. And then they get to the passport part, which negates all, like, it, it was... It, it negates was, almost all the restrictions. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, I was like, man, that was totally backwards and totally confusing. And that is that is going to cause so much confusion and, and anger in this province. And, and it defeats one of the central purposes mm. of doing these things. So regardless of how you feel about the policy, if yeah. you're going to announce a policy about uh, a vaccine pass or a vaccine passport or some form of... Of, of enhanced access to society for people who are doubly vaccinated. You, you have to frame it that way so that you're selling the advantage yeah. of being in the world. And instead, because of the very communic like the very backwards communication of it, the, the, the putting the negative in the window first, the introducing brand new words to describe things and new wow. words that didn't fit with any of the old words we've been using, um, it didn't actually end up conveying the message to all of the young people, all of the, you know, um, uh, health care or, or, you know, people who, who, who have alternative views on health care, all of the people who are maybe being a little bit petulant about the vaccine and not taking it for political reasons. It didn't convey any of that to those folks and encourage them to come along and, and do the right thing. As a matter of fact, there was, there was very little communicating to human beings about you can do little things that make a difference we can be all yeah. in this together you know there are measured risks you can take that are good for society and good for you none of that sucks Vitor we know that there is unrest in in um, the Kenny caucus and there's there's all sorts of rumblings out there right now I'm curious to know what you're hearing, what you're willing to share on on that front, and and what do the coming weeks might look for the premier look like? I, I think the coming weeks are complicated. Um, 
I think there's a lot of rumbling. Whether or not you know enough members will actually screw up their courage to do something mm. is is hard to tell. But I think the premier is at risk of losing the confidence of big swaths of his caucus, and it's one of these things where. When you communicate things badly, you could end up losing people on both sides of the argument. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a certain risk that over the last couple of weeks with not communicating while he was away on vacation and with not doing a great job of communicating, he's got both sides of the of the policy argument inside his caucus upset with him. Before I let you go, the impact of last night's announcement on the federal election campaign. Oh. Well, I mean, Justin Trudeau jumped all over it. Um, it it's, it's possible that it might move uh, a handful, a small amount of enthusiasm into PPC voters, which might cost the Conservatives one or two seats in Alberta. But realistically, at this stage, I think the fact that, uh, that in, in terms of federal politics, that the Liberals and the NDP at the federal level are evenly matched in Alberta still means that the vast majority of the seats in Alberta are going to go conservative. So it won't have that big an impact on on, on election night, but it's possible that, it, you know, if the Liberals win two or three seats uh, on on Monday night, and we may not know till Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, that that will be because Jason Kenney's decision yesterday moved some people from the conservative camp into the PPC camp. Interesting stuff. Vitor, always enjoy our conversations. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. And Vitor Marciano checking in this afternoon. So uh, Vitor is a communications strategist. He has worked in government for years, serving as senior advisor to um, official opposition leaders like Daniel Smith and, and Brian Jean. Uh, this is what he does when it comes to you know, making sure that politicians are prepared, they know what to say, they get out there, they do, um, or they appear um, the way that, well, as you heard Vitor say, that uh, he thinks that it should have been portrayed yesterday. I always appreciate his time.